get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You know, as far as like like what expectations are, I think we'll allow the remaining part of, of this season to play out. I think um, obviously it's it's immediate depth, um, as, as you guys can imagine. There's been times where we've had trouble even filling out 13 roster spots up here and so i think the the flexibility that that this does for us is pretty immediate but we also do believe that some of these young men have some upside that will contribute for a long time here that's the cardinals president of baseball operations john mozalock at the conclusion of the trade deadline a couple of days ago with brooke grimsley and super bowl champ Kerry davis i'm randy Carricker, and we go to the celebrity line and kylie mcdaniel who is the draft and minor league expert for espn.com he is a baseball insider joins us now on 101 espn in st louis kylie good morning how you doing Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing well, and obviously this is an atypical season for the St. Louis Cardinals, but an interesting trade deadline. Uh, and the Cardinals got 10 guys, seven pitchers of that they received in all of these deals. Let's start with this. Is there anybody that stands out for you that the Cardinals acquired? Any minor leaguer, any prospect that the Cardinals acquired that you really have taken a liking to? Yeah, I would say the uh, the aim was obviously trying to get guys that could be starting pitchers potentially as soon as next year, but probably more comfortably uh, in 25. Uh, I liked uh, TK Roby the most. Uh, he was a pitcher that I liked. That it was sort of like average stuff, good athlete, you know, good command, all those sort of pieces. Has continued improving uh, in the minors. He was uh, sort of the headliner of the Jordan Montgomery Stratton part of the deal. Uh, but I would also say uh, Sam Reverse, the uh, Dutch pitcher that was you probably don't hear that a lot on the radio. Uh, that was acquired from Toronto, uh, signed at I believe 18 out of the Netherlands, and was just sort of a nobody that was throwing in the mid 80s. And now he's sitting in the low 90s and looks like he could be like a big league starting pitcher maybe as soon as in you know, the big leagues as soon as next year. Uh, so there's definitely like a type they were going after, which also includes Drew Rahm from Baltimore, another sort of like touch and feel lefty that'll definitely be like a big leaguer of some sort. Well, and also you mentioned in one of your tweets talking about those guys, you brought up Sejaci as well. He's very well-rounded. They, the Cardinals really like guys where you're able to get a lot out of them and seems like he has that ability. What What touches you about him? Yeah, he was one of those guys that, uh, you know, I'm like the draft guy. So, like, when I don't know about a draft prospect uh, late in the process, I get really frustrated and then try to rush to catch up. He was a name uh, out of Southern California that I didn't know his name until, like, the month before the draft. Uh, Popped up really late. And it's partly because, like, he was, like, a smaller guy uh, that wasn't that strong. And then during the spring against lesser competition, got stronger, sort of checked the boxes. Texas uh, plucked in late in the draft. I want to say four or $500,000. Uh, which is, you know, pretty small late in the draft. Uh, but he's really taken a step forward in the last couple of years in the minors that he is now a guy that's probably second base, third base, might be like, you know, 260, 270 hitter, might be 15, 18 homers, uh, could definitely play the outfield. Like, seems like one of those guys that if things go pretty well, like he'll be a good utility guy that could probably start on some bad teams. Uh, but also if he's like a, like a notch better than you think, there's like a little bit of that sort of Ben Zobrist, Marwin Gonzalez, those guys that are like championship level utility guys that start on almost every team. Like he's in that general area, which is again, a, a type of player the Cardinals have had success with. Kylie, what's the uh, consensus of this Cardinals organization around the league? I think here in St. Louis, we're probably a little bit too close to it. So what is everyone else looking, looking from the outside, looking in, what are they seeing? 
Uh, it's sort of that this season was a, a, an aberration, like bad luck. Like this is one of those organizations that always figures out a way to make the playoffs, even if you don't always, you know, love the move they make or whatever. Like it just tends to happen, which as sort of silly as that may sound to some of the more analytical types, uh, there there is some real sort of, um, you know, I guess they call it devil magic in other parts of the country. Uh, but there's like something going on there with like the institutional knowledge and like multiple decades worth of like just sort of figuring it out and getting good players to come here and selling out the stadium and all that kind of thing. And so you kind of look at like, oh, this is a pretty good team, and they just kind of got hurt and underperformed, and not all the young guys integrated right away, and it just didn't, like, click. But it's like, all right, this is the team everyone thought was going to be the playoffs at the beginning of the year. Like, it's not that different. And they're, you know, taking a bunch of money uh, off the books, but I'd say half the guys that are uh, leaving, there are young players that can take their job by, like, the middle of next season. So I think it's a little bit of a transition that this really good group in the minor leagues, I think at one point they were uh, on the top ten farm system. I think that this is sort of like the growing pains of waiting for that group to come over and maybe waiting to fill in some holes because you've got a really good player in the upper minors waiting to take that spot. ESPN's Kylie McDaniel with us on 101 ESPN. And Kylie, one of the things that I heard from over at Bush Stadium, and, and tell me if you agree with this, is that these 10 players taken as a portfolio, let's make it nine because John King is already here at the major league level, but the Cardinals are kind of looking at it as another draft. Maybe you got a first round quality guy and a second and a third and a fourth. Is it reasonable to look at this hall that way yeah and i actually believe uh i mean it obviously gets like skewed a bit where like a guy goes in the first round and then two years later he's sort of proven in the minors he immediately looks like a high first rounder just because he's older uh but if you were to take like the most recent first round pick chase davis and throw him into this group i believe i would have uh roby first and then sakisi and uh, reverse right there with Chase Davis. So it's like basically like all four of them are in a similar area. And I think if, I mean, it's obviously like weird to consider, but if like if Roby as a guy in the upper minors was thrown into the draft, uh, I think he would go in like the top 15, 20 picks basically. Wow. Um, so yeah, if you were to like put that whole group of guys that have been acquired this summer together, you can easily just throw the first couple uh, round picks on top of sort of the headliners or secondary pieces in these trades. And, yeah, you've got a nice, like, half dozen guys that, that figure to be contributors or nice trade pieces or, like, will impact next year's team in some way. Well, and that kind of plays into what I was going to ask next because we know it's a very small perspe- percentage of prospects that end up making it to the majors. Which one do you think most likely will make it to the majors and to St. Louis, especially fitting into what they need? Uh, well, Drew Rom's uh, from Baltimore in the Flaherty trade. Uh, he was on the 40-man pitching in AAA this year, and he's one of those, like, sort of deception pitchability lefties. So, like, he's probably the most likely to make it. But, like, I would – I mean, it's, like, 80% that uh, Reverse or Roby makes it because they, like, found success in AA and were headliners of a trade. So, like, even if they com- the wheels completely fall off, they'll probably get a call-up just, you know, to give them a chance to play because they've invested a lot into them. But I, I would say the question isn't really – Will will those guys make it? It's what kind of guy will they be? Are we going to get more than 20 starts combined in the big leagues from those three guys combined? Like that, I think, would be like a reasonable over-under because at this tier of prospect, you're kind of going one for three, getting what you think they're going to be, like a good outcome. And so if one of these guys is a guy that, like, gets to arbitration and, you know, starts 100 games and all that, like, that's why you do this sort of thing and get the same kind of guy in bulk. Uh, to hope to get one of them that really hits. And if you nail it, you'll get two of them to be really good. And maybe the third one is like a useful guy that bounces around for a couple of years and kind of fills a role. Kylie, Paul DeYoung was traded away. Brendan Donovan is, is out for the year with an elbow injury. Uh, seems to be clearing the way for Mason Wynn. What can we expect from him when he does arrive in St. Louis? 
Uh, he is an electric athlete by just about any measure. I think I've mentioned on here before that uh, he casually has maybe the best stuff uh, next to Helsley in the bullpen, but he doesn't pitch anymore. <laughs> so like, that's how talented he is. He just doesn't do that anymore, which I can't imagine being that physically talented and not doing it. Uh, but he's a plus runner, above average defender at shortstop, uh, can really do all the stuff you'd like to see him do in terms of base running, defense, all that kind of stuff. And I would say it's probably in the sort of average hit, average power, but because of the athleticism contributing in all phases, playing that position, uh, so, you know, call it 260, 15, 18 homers, uh, a couple of walks, like that kind of thing. It might not, you know, light you up, but that kind of guy playing a good defense and contributing in all phases and all that kind of stuff, that's like an above-average everyday player with a chance to be a guy, like, making some all-star teams here and there. Like, you can probably think of a shortstop you like that made an all-star team that normally is, like, hitting 15 to 20 homers and hitting 260 and then the year that they go 280 and 25 you're like oh this guy's really good like that's kind of the amount of variability you get with that so if you start with a really talented like 22 year old that can do that in most years he's going to give you a year or two that's better than that and kylie if you look at that 2020 cardinals draft we already know jordan walker he's here you just mentioned win their uh, other second round pick was alec burleson and then between win and burleson was tink hence what do you think of hence yeah, I'm a big fan of his. I think he would have gone much higher uh, had it not been the pandemic draft uh, because I, I posted something from the Futures game, uh, some video, and I uh, added some video from when he was in high school, actually, at the event I'm going to right now. Uh, and he actually doesn't look as different as I thought he would. Like, he was one of those guys where it's like, all right, his off-speed pitches are just okay, but, like, it's a great body, great arm action. It's, like, silky smooth. And he's, like, 90 to 93 until he gets tired. And now in pro ball, it's, like, 95 to 98. He doesn't really get tired. His off-speed pitches are now, like, a little bit above average. And all of the little components you liked about how athletic he moves and how clean his arm action is and how good of an athlete he is on mound, uh, that stuff now translates into, oh, he throws strikes and he's able to make adjustments and, like, deep into games he's throwing strikes. And so that is, like, sort of, again, the components you're looking at for guys that become second, third starters, the guys that, like, you are confident when they start a playoff game. Like, he has all those components, and then the question is, as he gets to AAA in the big leagues, does all of it translate? Does it turn out his off-speed pitches that look above average actually play a little bit below, or he you know, starts casting his curveball, or, like, you know, he's not tunneling it well. Like, all the little pieces you have to do in the big leagues that, you know, like guys like Libertor, where they're kind of up and down a little bit, like you could start, bad start, you like him, and then you're kind of, like, lukewarm. Like, is he just going to sail right through that and be getting rookie of the year votes and have no problems, or is there going to be, like, a little bit of a year or two breaking in period when he gets there? But the Cardinals have done a really good job finding easy in terms of uh, innings per potentially next year being the year that he's able to get to the big leagues. Kylie, it's always great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. Safe travels and, and have a great day. Yep, I'm going to prepare for the 2024 draft. So you guys can uh, have me on to ask about that. I'm doing research for that right now. You bet. It never ends. And the Cardinals are going to have a high pick. We know that. Yeah, well, I don't know if that guy's here. The count's down a little bit, but I'm still going to study anyway. All right. Thank you, Kylie. See you later. Kylie McDaniel, ESPN. By the way, Tink Hentz turns 21 on Sunday. What a young team, huh? And that, that 2020 draft, that might wind up being, it could be a watershed moment for the Cardinals. We hope that it is with Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, Tink Hentz, and Alec Burleson. That might wind up being something else. The other three players that they took in that draft, by the way, Levi Prater, Ian Bedell, who's highly regarded regarded by the Cardinal organization uh, from the University of Missouri, and L.J. Jones. So there's more on the way from that 2020 draft.